is cooking. The Rock says he's all psyched about the XFL. Oh, wait a minute. The Rock is in psyched. He's pumped about the XFL. No, 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 no. The Rock isn't pumped. The Rock is geeked about the XFL. Yeah, that's it. The Rock is geeked. Oh, wait a minute. The Rock was geeked last week, so The Rock can't be geeked now. The Rock is more than that. The Rock says he's cranked about the XFL. As a matter of fact, The Rock is just like everybody else in America. We're all psyched, pumped, geeked, and cranked. So to all the coaches in the XFL, to all the players in the XFL, and on behalf of the fans in the XFL, The Rock simply says, just bring it. Just bring it. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. It's alive! It's alive! On April 13th, the XFL declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Jeez! And we entered some dark days. But today, a gleam of hope has emerged with new ownership taking over the XFL. This is episode 130. Finally, there's a gleam, men. Bryant, wipe those tears away, because there's a gleam. <laughs> uh, Alan, it's been uh, quite the ride these last few uh, months, really, with everything going on in the world, especially with us XFL fans. I'm just excited, uh, enthusiastic, whatever you want to call it, to finally have some hope here uh, with the XFL with this new ownership. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Redbird Capital making huge, huge news today with the sale of the XFL in bankruptcy court just before the auction. We're going to go through over all the basics you need to know about what went down, and then we're going to give our reaction. But Vince, welcome back to the show. We've been waiting for you longer than we've been waiting for this sale, and now we get, get them both on this same return episode. Yeah, this is this is really something here. I I I'm not sure if I should have expected this, if I should be surprised. You know, I just have so many emotions going on right now uh during these unprecedented times, but uh this is something to get fired up about. XFL coming back with a a man at the at the helm that uh is really going to, you know, put this thing to the next level. So, that's what we're going to get into because there is there is some hope here, and and the fact that it's Dwayne Johnson, the 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 Rock, and and a whole bunch of money, it's really it's really exciting from where we were four months ago, and that's when this show stopped abruptly along with the league, and maybe I don't know if we really gave a a, a definitive answer, Brian, on why the show stopped along with the league, but I figured it was. Uh, it was really there, there's nothing really to talk about. I want to give people false hope. We don't want to sit here, rack our brains over an uncertain future for the XFL, let alone the entire world right now. It, and we're in the midst of a pandemic. So we put the high the show on hiatus knowing 
that this August date would be something to talk about. And here we are with this return episode. And we don't know where it's going to go from here in terms of when we'll put out episodes or if we're going to go weekly. We're going to see how things go after dropping this one. But it's good to be back. And I think we just had to give some people a, a, a quick reason why we stopped the show along with the league. I just It felt like it made more sense and we didn't want to be – blabbing on here every single week kind of like we, we were the last few episodes before we did stop <laughs> uh, we didn't want to go back to the days of the earlier uh, of this show where we really had nothing to talk about other than the xfl was coming back because really we didn't know if the xfl was going to come back and now that we know that there's hope that there's promise that the xfl is in the hands of new ownership with uh, Dwayne johnson and company i think uh, it's fair to bring the show back now uh, and we'll see how this uh, leads to uh, shows going forward for sure, but this feed is alive and kicking, and we thank you for following us at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and of course that XFL hotline. Which Bryant, I know you wouldn't be surprised to know that we still get calls to the hotline, even though we're we've been on hiatus. Seven two four five six five four XFL. So keep the calls call coming in. Let react to this show for us. Listen to it. React to it. Call us there. Hit us up on Twitter and. Uh, We'll see what you think about the news we're going to break down here. And I just I just cannot believe we're, we're back here with Vince. Vince, if you're ready, I want to get into all the basics of this deal so then we could start speculating and go back to kind of how this show was before XFL 2020 kicked off. Yeah, let's do it. Let's rock in the cover two. Yeah, I went hiking in my Battlehawks t-shirt today, Bryant, and that's where we're giving him a shout-out, a kaka to all the Battlehawks fans listening in. And here we go to the rest of the XFL fans who've been waiting. Let's get into the sale of the XFL. So, of course, we said April 13th, Chapter 11 bankruptcy uh, was declared by Alpha Entertainment, Vince McMahon, the former owners of the XFL. Now, today, on August the 3rd, 2020, the Rock evenly split a $15 million bill with Jerry Cardinale's Redbird Capital. And, of course, Danny Garcia, who is The Rock's business partner, partner and ex-wife, is also a stakeholder in this sale. She will be an executive. And according to the court filing, uh, this was the only bid, Vince. So before this thing could go up for auction, this bid was put in and the sale was made. And it will become official on August 7th assuming the closing conditions are satisfied and then the complete closing the book on the sale after all the legal mumbo jumbo will be August 21st. So we're looking at about three weeks from now that officially the rock and his partners will be the owners of the XFL. Do you, are you okay with that timeline? Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. I mean, are you going to, there's, are you going to be holding your breath for the next three weeks like I am? Because that kind of is what I, I mean. Anytime you say subject to a court approval, I get kind of nervous. Well, yeah, you never want to have to go card approval, but, but uh, card subject yeah. to change, I guess, right? Yeah, but, but exactly. it's interesting. Only one qualified bid. I'm not quite sure what that means, qualified bid, but. Well, it was uh, the I mean, only. I think I, it was the only bid that was put in before the auction began that was of the amount of money that was acceptable, I guess, for, for the conditions. 
Is that where you were going to say, Brian, I stepped on you there? Something like that. No, no, no. It was something. I think qualified bid means people who are qualified to purchase this product, right? Like you can't uh, be someone who's either not invested in it or uh, didn't actually submit an, an application, I think, too, because there was a deadline to submit applications for the bidding process as well. Yeah, there were a bunch of uh, NDAs dished out as well for the people who had you know looked into the XFL's finances and everything going on with the league before they put a bid in as well. So there were other bidders that were prepared for the auction, but Redbird Capital and Dwayne Johnson go ahead and uh, beat everybody to the punch. And Jeffrey Pollock, who's been with the league uh, since – uh, since the bankruptcy was declared and since a uh, bunch of uh, employees were let go, he was one of the very few that was kept on to see through the sale. And he had a quote that said, I could not imagine a better outcome for the XFL. Danny, Dwayne, and Jerry are the best possible ownership group for the for the exciting journey ahead. Their collective track record of success in entertainment, sports, and media is stellar. And I think our fans, players, coaches, and partners are in for something special now. Jeffrey Pollock made no bones about it, Bryant, when the, the league closed that this was the most successful launch of a new football league in the spring ever. Uh, unfortunately, pandemic and, and a changing world, you know, stopped that. But now he's saying some other optimistic stuff here. And do you do you believe that? Do you believe uh, that forget about, you know, fans, players, coaches, the partners, the people that are going to be that have been working with the XFL when they see The Rock and his partners are joining in? Is, is that a completely different kind of deal we're going to be talking about in our hot read compared to what Vince McMahon brought to the table? I think Vince McMahon himself in, in the world of business is probably more um, intriguing of a partner, I would think, for for you know the likes of ESPN and Disney and, and Fox and things like that. The Rock brings just a different um, perspective, I think, into this entire world, right? The Vince McMahon and his sports entertainment background – uh, the Rock has that and more, and I think that might be intriguing to some partners going forward as well. Redbird Capital also invests in the Yes Network. They just bought Toulouse Football Club uh, in France, and they're also, most intriguingly, Vince, involved in on-location experiences, which is partially owned by a company called One Team Partners, which is basically a union tie-up from the MLBPA, MLBPP, MLBPA, damn, haven't podcasted in a long time, and the NFLPA. So there are ties with Redbird Capital and the NFL there, the NFL Players Association. And this one team partners that they're conjoined at the hip in, under under this umbrella, they help athletes maximize their value, name, and image and likeness rights. So they're all about NFL players. So Having the NFLPA on your side when maybe you're trying to become an official minor league maybe might be the move. We'll speculate on that, but a lot of interesting tie-ins with this Redbird Capital and uh, Jerry Cardinale or Cardinal. I get the Redbird reference there. $4 billion in assets, Vince. Yeah, that's a lot of dough. And, you know, I was I was reading up on this company, this this investment firm or whatever you want to call them. Uh, today and they, you know they got their hands in a lot of stuff, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, so you would think that they got they got a lot of cash that they could put to put behind something like this, something that's going to need a lot of cash behind it if it's going to be successful. Or if they're not putting the cash behind it, they have the contacts and the relationships with other entities that might 
make another sale. I mean, there, these are all sorts of things to speculate. With the sale, nothing is definitive. We'll see what happens. And we're going to speculate a little bit at the end of the show. But now I want to get into some of the statements, part two of our cover two here. And uh, Danny Garcia, uh, who is going to be a stakeholder and executive in the XFL, she had some very interesting quotes in terms of the goal uh, of this whole group. And, and when asked about playing by ESPN, Danny Garcia said, we're planning f- for it. We're planning on playing, saying we're doing all the steps that need to happen for the execution of that. But we're also being mindful of what has actually been successful. And she said, it's been really interesting to see that in sports, when you create a bubble, your players are safe. When you don't, it's chaos. A nice jab at MLB there. We are a league because of the number of teams we have that actually can't create a bubble environment. Those discussions are active. So if the time comes in 2021, Bryant, where the league could actually play play ball, they would they would think about doing it in a bubble-type setting. And obviously that makes sense with only eight teams. And we saw it happen basically in Houston during training camp. Yeah, first-hand experience of what the XFL is able to do to bring eight teams into one city and kind of control them in a sense. Uh, the XFL has that to their advantage. I think there's a lot of open-ended questions, right? What's going to happen in 2021? All that stuff. The optimism that we're getting from Danny Garcia I think is great. Uh, obviously not looking to just kind of make money on the assets, but actually trying to um, – the, the, what I'm saying is they're not trying to like buy the car and then chop it up and sell it up you know, in parts. This yeah, is they're, a, they're a not flipping try to actually. Yeah, they're not going to bankruptcy court, throwing some cash at them, but just enough cash, and then getting all the assets, flipping it, and reselling it. They're not doing that. No flipping here. This isn't house flippers. They're not putting this on HGTV. Danny Garcia, the Rock, especially when we get to his quote, very football focused. They want to put on a football league, and uh, I'll say real quick the last quote I have from Danny Garcia in terms of the infrastructure, because before there's personnel, before there's a bubble, they have to get people back in a headquarters somewhere, whether it's Stanford or somewhere else, Vince, they have to build, rebuild that infrastructure, which I think might be the most difficult thing to do. Danny Garcia said, while it's not 100% just turning the lights on, there's still a tremendous amount of infrastructure and relationships that you can actually call people back, put people, pull people back. We saw the work that they were doing for this year, and there was some excellent, excellent work. There is a team there. So, obviously, they're eyeing some of the people that were previously in place with the XFL. Who knows who they could get? Um, I'd say uh, us here on This Is The XFL Show, we, we're ready to go back to work, aren't we? Are we? Are you ready to go back to work, Vince? Uh, yeah. If, we're, if it's talking football, I'm always ready for that. Back to work we go. <laughs> What about you, Brian? And, and you know, you know, Bryant is always ready yeah. to talk about a league that hasn't played any games. That's yet. the best yes. part of this entire thing is that I'm back to my comfort zone now, and I was I was hitting my stride. I feel like you know, getting into uh, coming out of week five and going into week six. But now, you know, I'm going to sit back and this is easy to me. I could do this all day long, uh, but I do want games to be played once again. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's going to be infrastructure. I think people infrastructure, meaning, you know, the human beings who are running the XFL put back, but they're obviously going to have to get some new people Uh, who those people are. We don't know. Oliver Luck is the big name that honestly I thought was doing a fantastic job as commissioner. And we're going to get to speculating in a bit, but real quick, one quick piece of speculation, Vince, what do you put the odds at Oliver Luck returning as commissioner in a new XFL with new ownership? Uh, I'd say 
I'm going to say 50% at best. That's that's better than I would hope. I would put it below 10. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. What about you, Bryant? Yeah, I'm kind of more on your side, Alan. I think it's, I mean, the uh, you know, I don't want to speculate on the relationship ties or what happened there, what's been broken or what's not been, but uh, I don't know if I, if I'm all over luck, I don't know how much I'd want to do with the XFL right now. We'll definitely keep an eye on that situation. We're going to keep an eye on the rebuilding of the league in the in the front office. And then, of course, personnel comes. So we're back to square one, kind of to where we were when we started this show, when the league was announced in 2018. Bryant is in heaven with that. A little frustrating, I think, for me. I was enjoying talking football, but hey, at least there's hope. The Rocks quote. Very optimistic in terms of playing actual football and, like we said, not flipping this thing for something else. The Rock said, quote, The acquisition of the XFL with my talented partners Danny Garcia and Jerry Cardinale is an investment for me that's rooted deeply in two things, my passion for the game and my desire to always take care of the fans. With pride and gratitude for all that I've built with my own two hands, I plan to apply these calluses to the XFL and look forward to creating something special for the players, fans, and everyone involved for the love of football. Hell yeah. Keeping keeping the slogan, wanting to play football, ballers is real life, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it, I'm excited because, you know, the Rock, he, he's got so much passion in everything that he does, you know, he's got such a powerful brand. Uh, but one thing I, I, I will say is that he's got his hand in so many different things. Uh, I wonder how much effort and how much hands-on he's really going to have enough time to apply those calluses that, that he's talking about. I mean, I think he's got as many, as much to juggle as Vince McMahon had uh if Maybe not, more, if not more, in terms of a variety, but a lot, a lot on the plate. But if anybody has the, the the clout, it is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and that is just the bombshell. That name on top of the marquee of this sale just opens eyeballs, not just people who are following the XFL, but across the sports landscape, and it mm-hmm. really makes for a different kind of discussion we're going to have here in this week's hot read. Because The Rock is involved in this. I I really feel like there's hope for the TV networks. I really feel like those networks see that name and say, okay, it's not Vince McMahon, but there's a lot going on here. And The Rock understands television, understands entertainment. That name carries a lot of weight. And maybe, maybe we'll hang on because we did hear Bryant a few weeks ago that ESPN and Fox were maybe thinking about pulling out of the TV deals that were in place because Vince McMahon wouldn't be involved after the sale. But what does this all mean now that the rock and his partners are the new owners of the XFL? It's, it's intriguing at the very least, right? You want to know what's going to happen you're, you're, and we're going to see a lot, a lot of changes, I think in the sense of what the uh, attitudes were towards the XFL. When the XFL folded uh, the first time around, uh, there wasn't too much sadness, I would say, in the world, right? People just understood, hey, they tried, whatever. When XFL 2.0 uh, had to fold because of the pandemic, I think the the sadness was felt, especially with the, the likes of social media nowadays. You could feel how people felt about the XFL, and it wasn't good. A lot of people were sad. Um, of course, you have, like, your Florio. Florio, right? Is that his name? Yeah, I don't even from know his Pro name. Football oh, Talk. You know, he always... Yeah, he you know he he spoke negatively negatively about the league 
since day one. They don't care. But like the fans, uh, people in the media, a lot of, you know, Joe Klatt, he was always positive about the league. He said some positive things today as well. Uh, So to see this be like a rebirth, and I will say that it's not like the XFL was when they announced it back in 2018. I I think they're in a very different place than when Vince McMahon came out in 2018 and when The Rock and company are here now. And I think that difference has to be the fact that we saw five weeks of this product on television and what it could do ratings-wise and in terms of interest across sports. And then you throw in... The fact that 2021 still is going to be a different landscape for sports and sports media. You're going to have to do different things as a league. Having content to put on TV that isn't old WrestleManias has to be very appealing, Vince. <laughs> well, I, I, as much as I do enjoy those old WrestleManias, yes, yeah, something new and, and, and fresh and different is always welcome. And uh, it that is a, a very short timeline, 2021. Uh, especially if this is a spring league. I mean, you're talking about, what, eight, nine months away? You're going to play some ball games? You know, that's... I don't know if that's their their official goal or not, but that seems uh, very quick, especially considering today's unique environment. And it's really an advantage the XFL would have over the NFL, too. Think about that when Danny Garcia says the bubble... A 32-team bubble in the NFL with all the personnel. I mean, it's just they didn't even try it because I'm sure it just felt damn near impossible. With eight teams and the way they did training camp already, Bryant, the XFL, if the NFL slips up like the MLB is apparently slipping up here trying to put on pandemic sports, the XFL has a huge advantage of being, you know, the the first full football season played uh, in, in over a year. Yeah, it's the XFL seems set up for this perfect, you know, scenario in an imperfect situation, right? So, the XFL can they actually pull this off? They probably could. Can they pull it off in eight months? Uh, that's the, that's the key, right? They have to kind of redo a lot of what was already done before uh, with new people, like you mentioned, Alan. I, I think the XFL has a has a, a plan in place, probably. Um, maybe their, their their goal, like you say, Vince, or like you think might be, is to, to play in February of 2021. But maybe that changes. And as you get closer, you can push it to April. You push it to whenever to get a season in uh, if you find the right TV partners. I, I, you know, I don't know. Again, a lot of this is going to be speculation, kind of what we did before. But regardless, I think the XFL has a chance uh, to play a full season of football, especially with the likes of how the NFL might not get through a season, the MLB, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals had like 12 people test positive today. Like there is a lot of uh, unknowns when you're not in a bubble and the XFL is set up to be in a bubble and to possibly play in 2021. But getting to that point is difficult and getting to it in the springtime is even more difficult. I mean, do you push it back? We'll see what happens because before i mean how much patchwork can happen vince they have to rebuild the whole corporate infrastructure and then they got to rebuild the franchises will we get the same eight teams what personnel and coaching staffs will be intact if any that those are all very very difficult questions or is this thing totally a complete rebuild i mean i i would say it's i would lean towards that because i don't know how much patchworking you can do yeah i would think it's more towards you know rebuild i'm building because you don't know or at least i'm not sure you know what 
a lot of the you know personnel that were involved in the XFL, they may have other jobs now. You know, they may do you know something else. Uh, and you got to put all that back together. You know, one thing that we were so excited about, and we talked about it for you know damn near two years leading up to uh, 2020, was that we were so confident and so excited that that league was going to succeed because they had the time, they had the resources invested in order to really put this together to give us the best product possible. And then now we're talking about them having zero time and trying to put this together. It just seems like if they're not careful, they could really be setting their, themselves up for failure. Uh, is there really that big of a hurry to get to the market with a product? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I'm such a fan of what the time timeline that happened going into the season uh, that I would, I would say hold off if that's what's necessary. Be, and unless some way, Bryant, there's like a miracle way that there are, there were contracts we don't know about and ways to bring people back that we just haven't heard about yet. And, and and kind of it just well, it's all called a phone call it's called a text message it's called a, a direct plug and play a dm and tweet yeah. you know what i mean you, you there's a yeah. lot of people that are still available that you can just give a call to you and say hey get back in here let's do renegotiate this. though a lot of people want to renegotiate though i mean this is it's a different <laughs> it's a different world I mean, I mean you can talk about upper level people all you want but but in terms of you know the play on the field and the quality of the play which is still very 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 important yes it is you know you're talking about having the mobilized coaches and teams get them together in probably what december end of december you then have you know a couple months of you know uh icebreakers and getting to know each other and and practices uh to get ready for for some actual games you know that's it's a very quick timeline to get all that together. I'm not saying it can't be done, but I yeah, think but, it's you, very but there's a base, right? There's like a base there that says, hey, if you bring back 60, 70% of what was already there in terms of on the field, then you're you're, you're set up for a better, like, like the one-year curse, right? The XFL did it the first time around. The AAF mm-hmm. did it. It didn't work for them. The, the, the XFL has like a, like a half-year cushion in, in the sense that they have a lot of what in terms of ideas and, and what they're going to do and, and rules and you talk about the quality of the play I think Alan we can all agree that the rules that they put in place are pretty good and so a lot of that stuff that took two years to, to do are, are not actually um, necessary anymore right you have to get the players obviously but at the same time uh, a lot of what you had to do what you needed those two years for are already done and, and you can actually move into a new season pretty quickly rather than uh, actually truly a year's time. And you know what? We'll see. We'll see if it's plug and play. Maybe we'll see. We, we don't know the, the relationships and the contract contractual details behind bringing all those kind of personnel back, especially when you talk about coaches and players and the coaches. I mean, we could pretty much could get everybody except Pep Hamilton back. He's with the Chargers. So I think all the seven other guys are available. Uh, I think all the coaches would want to come back to the XFL, I would hope, except maybe Pepper Johnson, unless he's going to coach for someone else besides Winston Moss, Bryant. But that's a whole other conversation. All I know is that with all this news today, there's a gleam of hope. And now we get to speculate on timelines. We get to speculate on the next moves by The Rock and his group taking over the XFL. I would not put my confidence 
because of the timeline at the same level it was when we first in 2018 got the return announcement but i'm gonna say there's hope and i'm excited and it makes a lot of sense the way danny garcia especially put it out there today talking about the bubble and getting back to play and the relationships with the infrastructure i have hope and that's what i'll leave it at vince how about you yeah i think it's hope that it could happen and we'll uh we will see uh in the in the next uh you know coming months what comes out and see if they really are going to mobilize for for 2021 well as the uh, great uh, red once said in the shawshank redemption uh hope is a dangerous thing uh and sometimes that thing uh, will drive a man crazy all day long great focus great intensity so what you got to have on this road to redemption baby let's get it the xfl has new ownership and this is the xfl show is back baby here we are wrapping up episode 130 and it was like riding a bike, even though I'm pretty crappy at riding a bike, Bryant. Yeah, I've seen you ride a bike. It's not good. I'm going to try my best to do what I used to do, and I don't really remember what it was that I said at the end of an episode. I will say this. Go back and watch, uh, listen or watch episode 129. That was a lot of fun. Alan, do you remember that one? That was a, a little XFL films. If you want to reminisce on five weeks of football, go back and do that on YouTube or on our Twitter at XFL show. It's a lot of fun. Yes, this is the time I remember when we used to do shows. We do plugs, plugs, plugs at XFL Show on Twitter and all the social medias that you love to use. We love Twitter, but we're everywhere if you want to hit us up. 724-565-4XFL if you want to call the XFL fan line. Vince loves the fan line. He monitors it constantly. So if you want to personally send him a message, you could go there as well. And, of course, YouTube. This is the XFL Show on YouTube. We are back there, and uh, we are going to be posting episodes and uh, other content on the YouTube page as uh, as it happens. Uh, we don't have a timeline for the next episode. It might be next week. It might be tomorrow. There's no telling. We live in uncertain times. All we know is that we're back, and we're monitoring every piece of news, and when there's news, we will do shows. And uh, maybe we'll have contractual discussions here after this show right now, actually. See if we can plug and play, get the infrastructure of the show back. And we'll let you know on Twitter at XFL show. All right, Vince, Brian, anything left? Uh, for, for the love of football. Oh, that's a good sign off. I like that. Did you think of that all on your own? You know, it took me a little bit, but I got it. I got it. I'm good. Vince, you got something better than that? Just bring it. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Who is this Rudy Poo? He is the great one. And he's the new owner of the XFL. For Vince and Bryant, I'm Alan. We'll see you next time. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. I think. I hope.